0: I searched for workout videos myself when I was pregnant. And honestly, it was all this kind of like, lift your leg, make sure you breathe. And I was like, listen, I worked out prior to pregnancy. Like I came into this pretty fit and now you're telling me to drop all the weights and just do these leg lifts. And this isn't really challenging me. So I kind of set out during my second pregnancy to create workout videos that were for women who came into their pregnancies uh, very active with a very active lifestyle. And um, whether they were athletes previously or whatever.
1: We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode number 73 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episodes, we have a couple of announcements for our community. We are so excited to finally introduce the Art of Living Well membership tribe, which we are planning to kick off in May. Marnie and I have been working on this and we're creating it just for people like you who deserve to find their art of living well. We know how great you feel when you're taking care of yourself. The problem is this can be hard to implement and sustain over a long period of time. And we know how much confusion exists about what your body needs to thrive. So We've created this tribe, and it's all about helping you feel amazing in your your own skin and having a community of like-minded people, along with two board-certified integrative health practitioners and health coaches, to hold you accountable to whatever you want to achieve. When you're part of our membership tribe, you will have access to Marnie and I for two live videos and Q&A sessions each month. You'll get short guided meditations, recipe books, a private daily support chat within the community, and so much more. Marnie and I also wanted to share that we have our own club now, our own official club on the new app called Clubhouse. It's an audio social media based app. And we love this platform because it allows us to interact live with people So you're able to share your story, ask us questions, um, meet other people. It's really a great way to network with various individuals around the world. Um, It is invite only, but each of us have invitations that we can share. So message us or reach out if you want an invitation. Follow our club. It's called The Art of Living Well. And we hope to see you in one of our upcoming rooms, which I said are typically Wednesday afternoons. Around one o'clock central. And finally, before we dive into today's episode, we want to ask that if you're enjoying this podcast, if you could please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Doing so takes just two minutes and it really helps us reach more people so that others can benefit from the inspiring conversations and resources that we share each week. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would share it with a friend, family member, or anyone who you think may benefit from this information. And of course, we'd love for you to share it on social media, take a picture, and tag us. We are so excited to welcome today's guest, Lindsay Baumgren, who is the fitness-loving content creator behind Nourish Move Love. Nourish Move Love is a health and fitness lifestyle site devoted to helping women create a lifestyle and body that they love through quick and effective workouts, simple and delicious recipes, and faith-based devotionals. Lindsay is a well-known expert in the online fitness space for women and has more fitness certifications than I can mention. Lindsay started Nourish Move Love in 2015 as a blog to create and sell 20-minute home video workouts. She then learned that she could make a living sharing workout videos for free by monetizing through website ads, brand partnerships, affiliates, and more, and has been working tirelessly ever since to create and share her online workouts. Lindsay doesn't film workout videos just to give you that six-pack abs or a nice butt, although that may happen. She films workout videos because she knows that fitness makes her a better wife, mother, friend, and human, and she wants to share that with you too. We couldn't agree more. We had so much fun talking with Lindsay about her journey and how she's created this amazing free platform for people all over the world. I love doing Lindsay's online workouts and discovered them early on during the pandemic. She has so much energy. I love the variety of her workouts. You can find a workout for any duration. If you only have 10 minutes in between picking up your kids at their activities, Lindsay's got a workout for you. I know some of us by now may be getting a little bit tired or lacking motivation to work out at home as we've been doing during the pandemic, but Lindsay is such an amazing and spirited group fitness instructor. She's cheering you on and motivating you to keep going and push yourself. She also offers a lot of options and modifications. You literally feel like you're in the studio with her. Her workouts are perfect for everyone from the beginner to the more advanced level student. And she has HIIT classes, body weight classes, bar yoga, stretching, kettlebell. Um, I just love the variety. And I also love that she focuses on strength which is so important for women as we age to protect our bone health. One of the super interesting but somewhat unexpected topics that we discuss in today's episode is how important it is to strengthen our pelvic floor for women. And so for all you moms out there, especially, you will not want to miss this conversation. Lindsay's motto is pray often, move your body, eat your veggies, love others and yourself. She's your personal trainer at home, and if you aren't already a fan of her online workouts, you will be soon after today's episode. But before we dive into this energetic and fun conversation with Lindsay, let's hear a word from one of our
2: sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Appetite for Change. Appetite for Change is a nonprofit in North Minneapolis that uses food as a tool for health, wealth, and social change. This year, in light of COVID and the unrest in Minneapolis, Appetite for Change has continued to ground themselves in their mission and center their work around community connection and nourishing food.
1: They launched a pilot program called Community Cooks Meal Boxes, which provides fresh produce and pantry items, plus two recipes for over 300 families at no cost to the family. The program has been such a success that it has been extended for another six weeks and will continue into 2021. AFC has utilized the kitchens of their two restaurants, Breaking Bread Cafe and Station 81, to produce over 200,000 meals that have been distributed across the Twin Cities to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need.
2: In addition, they have seven farm plots across North Minneapolis that are tended to by community members and Appetite for Change youth learning how to grow a variety of plants. These fresh fruits and vegetables are distributed throughout the North side. Even in 2021, Appetite for Change is committed to building a more equitable food system by delivering fresh and nourishing food to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need, tending urban gardens, and more.
1: We have been collaborating with Appetite for Change over this past year, and we have loved their dedication to their mission, and we so look forward to volunteering with their organization and working with them more in 2021. To learn more about Appetite for Change, listen to episode 31 of our podcast with one of their founders, Michelle Horowitz.
2: For more information or to donate, head on over to appetiteforchangemn.org backslash impact or on Instagram and Facebook at Appetite for Change. So before we get started with Lindsay today, we just want to do a shout out to all our listeners. We're so excited to have Listeners coming from India and Mexico and Canada and Australia and the UK and Spain and so many other countries. And we love that this base is growing every week and we are so grateful for you. And with that, we're gonna get started with Lindsay. We're so excited to have you as our guest today. We met you at an event hosted um, at Modern Well for Emerge Mothers Academy a few years ago. And we loved your energy and enthusiasm, and we're just really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So everyone has a story, and we would love for you to share yours and your journey with how you came to found your business, Nourish, Move, Love.
0: Yeah. So Nourish Move Love is an online platform. Um, you can call it a blog. I like to think of it more as just like a, a website. Basically, we are a media outlet specifically for fitness content. So basically what that means is I put out workout videos. I am a group fitness instructor and trainer and I film workout videos and put them on my site as well as on YouTube uh, to make workouts free, fun, and accessible for everybody at home. I specifically kind of target uh, moms because that's really when my lifestyle shifted to the at-home workout lifestyle. Uh, Having kids kind of changes the game for you. But that said, we have, I mean, we have men that do our workouts. We have 20-year-olds. We have 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds. So we kind of hit everybody, uh, which is really fun and exciting. The whole goal is to bring that group fitness experience into your home, um, and allow you to do that when you can't make it to the gym, which we know has been the case of a a wild ride of a year. So I feel very fortunate that um, COVID and the pandemic has, has voted well for my business, I should say, but um, kind of how it all started is basically, I, I did met, I graduated college, um, kind of, I played college volleyball. So I've been an athlete my whole life, loved fitness. always loved health and fitness. Um, but thought I was going really into this like business career, got that desk job that I really wanted. And then was like, I can't sit at a desk all day. This is just not for me. Um, so wanted to, so I got into sales, which was great. And then that gave me really the energy of owning kind of your own business, right? Sales. There was like, there's, there's right. Your performance is kind of how much money you make, all these things are based on how you perform. And I loved that. And I I really, as I dove more into to fitness, I, I knew I wanted to make that a career. I just didn't know how, because you, to be honest, uh, as a group fitness instructor, you don't make much money. You do it because you love fitness, right? And you can only teach so many classes a day. It's physically demanding. And so that's when I kind of decided I wanted to take my, my fitness business online. <clears throat> so I continued working my sales job, set aside my commissions, and said for two years i'm going to set aside all my commission i'm going to live off my base salary and then i'm going to try and quit this thing and take this money i've saved up and and launch a a business online so that's what i did i don't know if i thought i was going to be like the next tony horton from p90x (laughs) um but i was like i'm gonna put all my money and i'm gonna film these workout videos and i'm gonna sell them online and that's what i did i i hired this video crew i filmed these workout videos the funny story of filming them i actually had stress fractures in my foot and ended up in the, we were supposed to have 12 videos. They were gonna come out on this DVD series, remember workout DVDs, that was a thing. <laughs> I was filming these workout DVDs and we got to video number 11. I did a jump squat, came down and my stress fractures turned into a complete fracture. So there was only 11 videos in the first series. We filmed through a broken foot. Uh, you could see like me wincing in the videos. I'm like trying to hold, make it through. I'm like, this is my life savings I've spent. We are gonna film these workouts. Um, but anyways, long story short, I ended up putting them on a site thinking that I was going to sell them, which I, I did. And I'm glad I did it because it led me to meeting a lot of people through the whole journey. But um, selling workout DVDs was not my end game. As you know, the space has changed and shifted. And I saw people in the space of food, food bloggers, basically creating recipes for free. And I was like, well, how can I do that for workouts? I don't want to charge anyone if I could give them away for free, but how do I make money? Uh, so I really dove into kind of that that blogging space and then it's just evolved. So we've been in business now for almost six years, like coming up on five and a half, six years. And finally finding that stride, it has been a lot of work and um, really glad I've powered through. I will say that because we are finally finding our, our true rhythm and pace. So basically like my competitors are, who I'm trying to beat out every week is Women's Health, Shape Magazine, these huge media outlets. We're fighting for space on them with Google uh, to climb those ranks for the five best, you know, butt exercises or eight best tricep exercises or whatever that is. Um, But then we're also putting out free content on YouTube and social media and, and all the things. It's kind of a a big hodgepodge, but that was a lot longer than you probably wanted it to be.
2: No, I had never heard your full story. So that I really enjoyed that actually.
0: It's just, it's, I feel like I still, my mom probably still doesn't even really know what I do. I feel like no one really, you know, you don't really fully understand the space unless you're in it. I think like, my mom and my—I think people just think I just like hang out and film workout videos all day, and that is just so not what I do. We are very much um, content creators and really focusing on SEO and climbing those Google search rankings. And you know, my number one source of revenue is is ad revenue. So the more clicks I can get to my site, that's how I monetize.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's like a whole full time job in and of itself. SEO. We won't even go there for our listeners that maybe don't even know what that is. But I, Marty and I, can both appreciate that as
2: yes. as entrepreneurs <laughs> and, and
1: small business owners. Um, yes. So I love, I mean, I have to say the funny thing is when we met, which was briefly at Modern Well, it wasn't until I was not a home workout person, I'll admit, I had to go to a gym in my mind, I had to go to a gym. So what the pandemic did for me, it forced me to work out at home. And I actually realized, hey, you know what, you can get a really good workout. And there's actually quite a lot of benefits as a lot of people are seeing right now with flexibility and all that. But it was my sister who turned me on to you, Lindsay, very early on in the pandemic, because she lives in upstate New York. So not local. And she's like, Hey, I've been doing these, like your 30 day programs and some of these other things um, with Lindsay. And she's like, I think she's from Minnesota. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, I actually like met her a year or two ago. So I started going online and doing your workouts. And I mean, I've been like, there are so many obviously out there so many online workouts, but I love yours, like your energy your enthusiasm i'm like how does she do this especially with two young kids but just maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the type of workouts because you have this huge variety and i have like sort of add when it comes to workouts i can't do the same thing every day i don't have the same amount of time so like talk about all the variety that you have um because you can really fit it into your schedule whether you have like 10 or 15 minutes or you have a whole hour
0: Exactly. I mean, I will always like, I say, you know, we have a variety of workouts that range from five to 10 minutes all the way up to we're starting to originally, I was like, no, we only do 20 and 30 minute workouts. I'm a mom. I need these quick and efficient. We get more people asking for longer workouts, uh, which is always funny to me because people are like 30 minutes a day, not enough. Nope. And I'm like, trust me, you do my workouts. You use the appropriate amount of weight and you push yourself appropriately during those 30 minutes. That truly is all you need. I'm not saying do 30 minutes and then sit all day. I'm saying, you know, still try and get your 10,000 steps in and all that good stuff. But yes, the whole point, like I said, is to make you feel like you're in that, um, studio with me. So I'm a group fitness instructor. That's where I truly found my passion. I did personal training and it just wasn't for me. Um, I just love the energy that's in this group. You know, you show up, everybody's there to work harder. No one really wants to do burpees at home by themselves, but you're, you're more motivated when you're in this room with others. And there's just this kind of electric energy and then I became a mom and I realized how much of a luxury it is to truly take a group fitness class. That said, I grew up in rural Minnesota. So the, group fitness classes weren't even an option. I would say like growing up for me or my mom, my mom was always like Jane Fonda working out at home type thing. Um, so I wanted to one, bring this group studio fitness to my friends who were living in rural Minnesota and two, uh, to just moms who couldn't make it to the studio anymore because getting there with a newborn, an infant, three kids in tow, whatever it is, it's really hard. Um, So just making you feel like you're in the studio with me. So on YouTube, if you search for workout videos, you will find a plethora of videos from, you know, people not talking and just timers and all this stuff. But for me, it was truly making you feel like you're there with me. And so bringing that group fitness studio. So I talk a lot during my videos. I try and teach really good form because I want people to be able to hear that when you're working out at home, still getting those form cues and form tips. Um, And the moral of the story is, is we take. I have a lot of variety in my videos, but the, it's the same moves, right? Squats, deadlifts, lunges, the moves that truly work. We just mix them up and shake them up and have fun with them. So and play good
2: music.
0: Yeah. And yeah, have good music. You can turn up your music in the back. I mean, you just, it's fun, right?
2: Yes. So just to clarify, the workouts are free, right? totally 100% free. So, which is a huge perk. I mean, listeners, are you hearing this? Her workouts are free. (laughs) So if you aren't able to pay or you don't want to pay for a membership somewhere, go check out her workouts.
0: Yes. And we do free workout plans. So if you don't want to go and sort through the 50 workout videos, we have a plan that we send out every Sunday. We send a seven day workout plan. That's like, here's what you can do this week. Um, It's split training. So it gives you an upper body day, a lower body day to really focus on building strength. I'm really a big proponent of women learning how to lift weights and build strength along with adding, you know, fun hit and cardio and mixing it up with yoga and bar too.
1: I think that's so important because I, You know, there are a lot of us gravitate towards one type of exercise. And maybe that's not the right workout for us at this phase of our life, this time of the month. I mean, there's all sorts of factors. So I love that you have that plan option to help people so they don't just do all hit or all strength, right? And you have such a nice variety on your, on the YouTube channel, on your site. Um, So you've been on the online space for years and you mentioned, you alluded to this earlier that like with COVID happening, you know, that was a little bit of a silver lining to you, right? Um, you know, allowing you to grab more users or more clients. So what have you seen in your space, you know, for the last 12, 15 months here?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, initially it was kind of scary because it was like, oh no, it's going to happen. All these mm-hmm. transitions and things are happening, but Yeah. We fortunately really saw more eyeballs because people were being forced to work out at home. So I think there was a period of time where people, they decided like they were going to take time off because the gyms were closed or they were going to be forced to find a new outlet. And that was working out at home. Right. And so it started with just body weight, no equipment. And then I think people slowly have over the last year, as it's gone on, slowly started to build a home gym at home. We all know dumbbells were like unavailable for, you know, however long. So we know that people were building out their home gyms at home. Um, And the reality is it's like you, I had a lot of people who say, I don't work out at home. I'm not used to this, you know, whatever. But as they started to do the workouts at home and see results, they realized, wow, I can get a shorter workout at home. I'm saving so much time. I think that's the biggest thing, especially as parents were transitioning. It's as a parent, you know, you have the kids and now you're trying to manage all this stuff. And so the time-saving piece is just such a big piece that really, I think is what keeps people coming back for more and having a plan. So the, the fact that we give you a plan to follow too, because it's not as easy necessarily to get up and work out at home in your pajamas when everyone's like eating waffles at the table in the morning, you could just like hang out and sip your coffee, but to find that motivation to go to your basement and actually do the workout. So having a plan, I think is a really big part, having a plan, knowing what you're going to do, it's mapped out for you. Um, and then finding someone, whether it's me or another trainer, some a trainer that just kind of like resonates with you, that you feel encouraged and motivated to come back for
2: So I I was just going to say, I know, you know, you have your kids and you've kind of maybe shifted gears a little bit and are a little bit more focused on the pre post pregnancy workouts, um, and, and tips even on your website, what advice would you give those new moms or soon to be moms on how to fit those workouts in and what types of workouts, um, should they even be doing, you know, I, I noticed that you have some specific like pregnancy workout plans and I actually wish that I had had something like that when I was pregnant with my kids
0: yeah I mean you know I' going through like you're experiencing all these changes you don't you want to do what's best for the baby and it's kind of a confusing time because there's a lot of stuff out there online to a lot of stuff out there and it's confusing and conflicting should I work out should I not can I can I lay on my belly can I not and you know all these things and so um, After I, I kind of went through my. So I have two kids. My first pregnancy, I didn't put out as much pregnancy content because I wanted to experience it for myself. And then the second time around, I was like, okay, I personally went through this. I'm a trainer. I felt conflicted. Now I've learned, and like what's out there. And I, I searched for workout videos myself when I was pregnant. And honestly, it was all this kind of like, lift your leg, make sure you breathe. And I was like, listen. I worked out prior to pregnancy. Like I came into this pretty fit and now you're telling me to drop all the weights and just do these leg lifts. And this isn't really challenging me. So I p- kind of set out during my second pregnancy to create workout videos that were for women who came into their pregnancies, uh, very active with a very active lifestyle. And, um, whether they were athletes previously or whatever, to, to, to challenge them. I mean, because you're pregnant doesn't mean that you have to stop exercising. Um, actually, in fact, Strength training So a lot of are just like drop the weights, do these leg lifts and actually strength training is so important for pregnancy because weight gain is a natural part of pregnancy, right? You're going to gain weight, you are carrying, you're growing another human. So if you stop strength training, ultimately you are going to be your weakest at your heaviest. That means you are setting yourself up for back pain, all these like natural ailments and aches and pains that come with pregnancy. Yes, because you're now heavier than you've ever been and you don't have the muscle to support this heavier body. And so strength training is just so important for pregnancy, for recovery, for so many reasons. So if you're capable and able to, I highly suggest strength training for pregnancy. So I decided to create strength workouts for mamas, put them into a program. And that's actually the number number one way that people find us is they search advanced pregnancy workouts on Google. We pop up, they jump into our plan. They're a first time mom, they love it. Then they come around they stick around for postpartum. So I would say strength training is the name of the game if you're pregnant, if you are capable and able, of course, you always need to check with your doctor and midwife. Um, And then postpartum, give yourself grace. I think every mom goes through that period of like, oh no, this new body, what do I do with it? Those first workouts postpartum are so humbling (laughs) Um, and rebuilding strength. It takes time. I'm now 16 months postpartum. It always takes me 13 to 14 months to really find my rhythm again. Um, It just takes time.
2: Mm -hmm. And speaking of postpartum, I heard you talking about diastasis recti or recti, however you say it on another podcast. And this is a term that I really didn't hear about until probably maybe five years after having my third child, and I, I wish I had known about that so much earlier because I feel like I could have potentially done some of those pelvic floor exercises and work to reverse that issue. And I'm wondering if you can talk about this a little more and what you recommend for moms who are trying to either avoid that, if you can, or reverse it. Yeah, it's never too late. So know that it is never too late. You can
0: always work on your core and pelvic floor. And I would, same thing, like, first pregnancy didn't really know postpartum didn't really know Tried to figure that out. I was like, is there a gap? Is there not a gap? It's kind of like this, they send you home from the doctor and it's like, good luck. (laughs) There's no instruction (laughs) manual, figure it out on your own. Um, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a pelvic floor, physical therapist until my second go around. Um, Obviously physical fitness and teaching is part of my job. And so I wanted to make sure that I came back physically, in the best possible state, because I need to film workout videos. This is how I make a living. So I set myself up for success by just like, I'm gonna go see a physical therapist the second time around. I'm gonna just start working on this core and pelvic floor. I learned so much throughout the process. And my goal is really just to bring those exercises to women for free. So we have um, diastasis recti friendly and safe exercises on our site. And every new workout video that we produce, we really try to be cognizant, knowing that a lot of our viewers are moms about talking about that and how to engage your core properly and just continuing to educate Uh, because the reality is, is there's all this like, you know, incontinence. Is it okay if I pee my pants during jumping jacks and all these things? And it's like, so right. It's a reality for a lot of women. Like, yes, it is. (laughs) But the thing is, is there is a way to fix it, right? You need to strengthen your pelvic floor and your core. Um, And if you don't do it now, you're going to pay later. So you can get by Right now, I could get by if I didn't do my pelvic floor exercises. To be honest, they're boring, right? They're not that exciting. Like sitting here doing pelvic floor and, tra- you know, deep transverse abdominal breathing is not as nearly as exciting as a fun bar or HIIT workout. It's just not. They're boring. Um, but they're important because if I don't do them now, I'm going to pay later because our hormones play such a big role in our bodies, especially as women. So our hormones, my estrogen help and my progesterone help, um, Basically, keep my 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 ligaments and my joints a little bit tighter and firmer. So right now it's okay. I'll kind of make it by. Maybe I'll pee my pants during some jumping jacks. That's okay. But once I hit menopause <laughs> and my estrogen levels completely drop, there goes. So if I was already peeing my pants, now I'm fully gonna pee my pants.
1: So it's kind of like if you don't do it now, you're wow. gonna pay for it later. Okay, so I'm in the later phase, right? I mean, I'm in my mid to late forties. I've had three kids. My oldest is fifteen. Lindsay, what can I do? Is there any help for me right now? Because <laughs> I've thought about going, finding a physical therapist and it's sort of on my list. I said, okay, maybe in 2021, I'll, I'll add that to my self-care and just health um, journey. But what, what is there any, is it yes. is all hope, you know? No, I love that me. you
0: asked this question. Let's. <laughs> like, we're going to do a fun exercise. Everybody that's listening right now can totally do this because it's one, I love tactical tangible resources. When I listen to a podcast, I'm like, give me something I can take away and do data. So we are going to do this, you guys. Okay. Okay, So here is what it is. This is called the volume up and volume down exercise. My physical, my pelvic floor PT taught me this. And it's something that I think has just been foundational for, for me personally. Um, so basically it's easiest if you start laying down and then you progress to sitting up and then you progress to standing. Okay. So if you're like level one, basic, you can even get on your back right now, but if you're driving your car, whatever, just stay seated. So what you're going to do Is pretend there is a blueberry on the ground and you are going to pick up that blueberry with your lady parts, but you're going to do it in a slow and controlled manner so you're going to pick it up and you're going to go 10% 20% 30% 40% 50 60 70. 75 let's hold that 75 okay the thing I learned about the pelvic floor is it's never hundred percent we'll talk about that okay now the hard part you're holding it right like you should almost be shaking this is a hard thing to do the hard part is you're going to let it go down you're going to slowly lower that blueberry down to the ground so you're going to go 70 60 don't let it drop 50 40 30 a lot of people are dropping out right now they're just like bottoming out right So that's the whole goal is to like, it's really hard to control it on the way down. That's actually where a lot of muscle building happens. You do a bicep curl the way up and the way down is the eccentric motion. The eccentric motion is where the muscle building happens. It's the same thing with the pelvic floor. So controlling it on the way down is really important, but I'm like an all out or nothing person. I'm like, give me that HIIT workout. I'm going to go. But so when I went to my pelvic floor PT, she was like, okay, you know, like do a Kegel for me. And she's doing an internal examination so she can feel and I'm like I'm doing it and she's like no you're basically just squeezing your
2: butt really hard like, <gasps> you know you're letting all the other muscles well, take over. that's why I'm wondering how do you even know if you're doing it right like I feel like I'm tightening all the muscles in my core, like in my belly and I how do you know you're doing it right <laughs> and now we will take a quick break from this episode to hear a word from our sponsor Have you been thinking about a new home build, remodel, or even rework of a smaller space in your home? We have all spent more time in our homes over the past year, and many people are trying to recreate spaces in their homes to bring more joy and functionality to fit their lifestyles. It can be really hard to know where to turn, but Sarah and Marcy, co-founders of Chisel Architecture, are the experts that will help you gain clarity and confidence around your project.
1: One of the unique aspects of Chisel architecture that sets them apart from others is their trademark design approach called Pattern of Life. This approach is a game changer for homeowners and how they experience the design process. Marcy and Sarah really listen to you to fully understand your needs and advocate for you during both the design and implementation process. When you think about your home environment and how it supports you, Chisel Architecture believes your overall well-being should be in the mix.
2: Sarah and Marcy want you to live well in your home. Because they are so passionate on their design approach, they have a special offer for our listeners. Book a two-hour consultation and receive $50 off.
1: Simply email them at hello at That's at H-E-L-L-O at dot com, and mention the Art of Living Well podcast to receive your $50 off. Consultations must be booked by June 30th to take advantage of this offer.
0: Exactly. So honestly, uh, it can sound scary because it is intimate. Like you have to have an an internal exam with a pelvic floor PT. But if you have that capacity, I think it's, it's, it's worth an investment um, because it, it taught me a lot. Like I learned how to actually activate my pelvic floor versus my butt and every, all my strong muscles were taking over versus my tiny pelvic floor muscles that needed to rebuild and restrengthen. Um, but one way is just to, so take your two, take two fingers, place them inside your hip bones. Okay. So if you push like two fingers right inside your hip bones, it should be a little bit squishy, but now you're going to inhale, belly expands, exhale, Think about pulling your hip bones together and it should get really taut right there. Does it get really taut right there? Now hold that and then try and pick up the blueberry with just your lady parts. I mean, it's, yeah, it's tricky business. I'm like, <laughs> so oh, I hold
2: my breath. breath. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: that's the thing, right? You got to keep breathing through it. Um, Yeah, it's a process. It's a so process what kind really of PT learn.
2: is does this? A pelvic, <laughs> pelvic. Yes, a
0: pelvic floor PT. So there are- I've never, t- never
2: t- heard of that. T- yes. T-
0: there are physical therapists wow. that specialize in pelvic floor. So they deal with women after, you know, uh, they deal with women during, while they're pregnant to teach you how to have a successful labor and delivery without tearing and all those things. So you can see them while you're pregnant. You can see them when you're postpartum, you can see them at any point in time. If you're having uh, pain, pain with intercourse or, um, any type of issues going on down there, I, a lot of the work I did was actually for my hemorrhoids. So I have, I had diastasis recti, so I had a three finger separation. So that means insurance covers you to see a pelvic floor PT if you have, um, DR. So that's why I went because it was covered by insurance too, but I worked on healing my DR, but we actually worked a lot more on my hemorrhoids, um, more than anything, learning how to have a successful bowel movement without having a lot of hemorrhoid pain and just things like that. So, um, it's stuff that we don't, Talk about it, Uh,
1: you know. That this is fantastic. (laughs) Yes. Like, why didn't you know? I guess it was fifteen years ago, but my OB didn't say anything of this. We didn't talk about. Yes, Kegels were discussed, and that's it. But not how to effectively do them. And I've had friends that have gone to PT for pelvic floor, and I have thought about it. It's just like you know, finding time for one more thing. But I need to make it a priority. Right. Well,
2: and it's interesting because, like I said, I have that diastasis recti or whatever, and when I've looked into, you know, how I can get that fixed. The only, th- I've been told, oh, you just have to have a tummy tuck.
0: And I'm no. like, yeah,
2: I don't wanna have a tummy tuck. Like that's not, I'm not doing that. No, that scares I mean, me. so- there's a
0: lot of exercises you can do. We actually have a blog post called like eight exercises to heal DR on our on our site. Oh. You can check out, um, I can give it to you guys so you can link it in the show notes. But yeah. one of the, I mean, the main, like, yeah you can definitely start to heal it at home on your own. But I would say this, so how do you know Like, how do you know if you have it? We actually have a post, how to check yourself for DR at home where my, my pelvic floor PT walks you through a video of how to check yourself for DR to know if you actually have it or not. Because you can have the abdominal separation which is what a lot of women have, but it's actually about the tension you can generate across that separation with your linea alba. So the tension underneath, which would be your transverse abdominals that you can generate to close that gap is actually to determine if you have it or not. Hmm. Um, that said, exercise. How do you know to avoid an exercise if you see any coning or doming in your midsection? So if you see the midsection start to come to a point when you're planking any of that, that means you should avoid it. It doesn't mean you're never going to be able to do it again. It means you're not ready for it yet.
1: Oh, (laughs) wow. This is super helpful. We will definitely link up the video and the blog post. Yeah, and, and I would love to else. get the
2: name for local people uh, if you recommend yes. them, the, the PT yes. to link that
0: I up saw also. Doctor, I saw Dr. Jen and she works at Motion MN. So Motion uh, Physical Therapy in Minnesota. She's out of the Minnetonka location. She's absolutely phenomenal. Dr. Jen was so awesome to work with. I can't recommend her enough. She was just so educational. That was a lot of the reason I went is I just wanted to educate myself. Um, but just so educational in the couple times I saw her.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: She's going to get a lot of... Yeah, I'm I'm calling her. That's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. So let's change gears a little bit and talk about meal prep. Um, I love the amazing recipes and mealtime inspiration on your site. And do you develop all your own recipes?
0: So we haven't posted a recipe in probably a while. We've really shifted into the fitness space. Um, But when I first started, I was sharing a lot of recipes. And when I was pregnant, I shared a little bit more because I couldn't film quite as many workout videos too. Uh, But yeah, just kind of like, I mean, I take spin, I I work off, I have some favorite food bloggers that I follow and use their recipes and then kind of like create some of my own. Basically, what I do is take people's recipes and really simplify them. As a a busy mom, you know, I'm all about like the 30-minute sheet pan, the one dish, the less- the less dishes possible, the better. Um, but yeah, really, I, I meal prep is something I established in my life prior to having kids, which I think is really foundational. So prior to having kids, and when I was in like my, you know, learning about fitness, I decided to enter these fitness competitions, which you know, you have to be really stringent about what you eat. Um, nutrition, actually, most people don't want to hear this, but nutrition is 80% of, of, what you look like basically. So if you're on a weight loss journey, whatever that is, it, nutrition is 80%, fitness is 10%, genetics is 10%. So at the end of the day, it comes down to what you're putting in your mouth. Um and so I learned about meal prep really early because I was traveling, doing sales, all these things. I mean I was prepping sheet pans of chicken and tilapia and asparagus in little plastic bags and taking it with me everywhere uh, because I was on this like super strict diet for fitness competition. So I learned about meal prep. I'm really glad I went through that because it established meal prep in me prior to having kids. So now it's just kind of something that's part of my life before having kids. I would spend maybe like two or three hours on Sunday. And now it's more just like random time slots of fitting meal prep in when I can. Um, I don't spend all day Sunday doing it. Um, it's just, it's not sustainable. So my biggest thing is if I'm doing exam, I'm sitting literally, I could show you guys where we, you can see video. I have a big crack pot sitting next to me that I just started for dinner. <laughs> Um, but anytime I'm going to put something, I'm just like bulking it, double batching it so I can throw half of that in the freezer and an easy pull out meal for a busy weeknight. Uh, love having that stuff. And anytime I make anything on a sheet pan, I typically double the sheet pan. Like if I'm going to cut one sweet potato, I might as well cut three sweet potatoes, right?
1: Absolutely. Although now yes. I have to cut like six of them because I've got like, you know, bigger people to feed. <laughs> three won't cover, cover it but i totally agree i love those meal prep tip ideas lindsay what's your favorite go-to meal like a the, the sheet you mentioned like sheet pan yes
0: it would be exactly that i was just gonna say we make it once a week so my like goal my my fortunately, my husband they're very graceful with me like we have a very similar meal plan every week. I just mix it up. You guys. So like every week we are going to have tacos one week, they're going to be salmon one week. They're going to be chicken one week. They're going to be beef one week. They're going to be shrimp. Like I just mix up the protein basically, and maybe a seasoning or a, a different sauce. But every week we have this it's called, I call it the, we call it one pan. It's our one pan chicken typically, but you could do it with pork. You could do a pork loin. You can do chicken um, thighs because they're juicier. We use chicken thighs versus chicken breasts. Uh, but basically throw those on a sheet pan with whatever veggies you have in your house, sweet potatoes, uh, green beans, carrots, whatever you have, throw it in a sheet pan. I always, like I said, double batch that sheet pan in the oven for 30 minutes at 425 degrees. And you get a beautiful one pan meal that feeds everybody and everyone's happy. But I think honestly, what it comes down to is the seasoning. So we just mix up the seasoning on it every week. We love paleo powder seasonings. I found them they're amazing. They have different flavors. They're like clean and
2: simple and delicious. I've never heard of those seasonings.
0: Yeah. They're, they just started coming up and popping up there. I think they're like in Hy-Vee's now and they're in Whole Foods now. And their Trader Joe's also has a lot of fun seasonings that you can throw on too. Um, but yeah, a little seasoning and done. Everybody's happy and there's always leftovers.
2: Yes. That's (laughs) so nice. Unfortunately, in my house, like I also have teenagers and they want more variety than that. (laughs) Yeah. The the expectations are a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Lindsay, what are some of your self-care practices? Oh, man. Something I'm
0: probably always going to be working on. For me, obviously, working out, fitness is a big part of me. Um, I think it makes me, it's just like my mental makes me a better mom. It makes me more patient. Um, I believe pushing myself physically helps me deal with all that mentally hard stuff. So after I accomplish like a really good tough workout and then my three-year-old son throws dinner on the floor cause he doesn't want to eat it. I think it just makes me a, a more patient person able to deal with that. So fitness is a big mental outlet for me. Um, obviously For me right now, I'm in the season of motherhood. So just like shutting off my phone from four to seven and saying, this is family time, no distractions, no interruptions. Like I don't cure cancer for work. Like if a post doesn't go live or if someone doesn't get an answer between four and seven, that is okay. So just trying to, you know, turn off work and those things that eliminate distractions, enjoy that quality family time, which we've all gotten more of with COVID. Uh,
2: Absolutely. Yeah, but that's- Great. I wish you know, that doesn't happen in my house, the four to seven thing, but it would be nice if it did.
1: Well, um, I think even just an hour, you know, doing yeah. some sort of downtime disconnect and really truly yes. being present with your family is a half hour of quality time is better than three hours of being scattered around, being with your kids but not really present, right?
0: Yeah, and for me, it's like when I made the decision, And to really, you know, it's this. I think every mom goes through this. Like, am I making the right decision to be a working mom or a stay-at-home mom? And whatever you choose is right for you and your family during that season. Uh, I used my kids used to be part-time school, and uh, I would try to spend like my parents would help out on Mondays, kind of for like a, you know, and then I'd get more time with them. And then on Fridays, I'd totally take off and um, my business just in order to grow. I really had to say I need to do this full time. Uh, But when I made that commitment to send my kids to school full time, I was like, okay, I'm committing to sending my kids full time. So that means. Like four to seven is with my kids. Like this is, if they're going to be at school full-time and I'm going to be dedicated to working, I'm going to grow my business and I'm going to work my butt off, but I'm also going to be really dedicated to getting this quality time with my kids. So it wasn't this like haphazard helter-skelter trying to work, trying to be mom. Cause I, I lived in that, that bubble for too long and it was too stressful for me.
2: Absolutely. And that time, that concentrated time is so important um, with the kids and I, and I think it actually gets, in the pandemic, it's been easier for me and our house to make that happen yeah. because as your kids get older, you'll see that they're racing to activities and there's a lot going on in that 4 to, I'd say, almost 9 p.m. time frame, um, whereas right now things are a little quieter. So it is easier to get that one-on-one t- or that concentrated focus time. Um so Lindsay, as we start to wrap things up, we love to leave our listeners with some simple tips that they can use immediately to implement into their lives. What tips would you share? Yeah, well, of course you can get a free workout or a
0: free workout plan. So I always say I have a plan. I, I'm a firm believer in a plan. So we've actually created like a seven day workout plan, a 14 day, or a 30 day. So you can start bite-sized with a week, you can go up to two weeks, or you can go to 30 days. Um, you can get all these free workout plans on my site at nourishmovelove.com, And you can go download one today and get some free workouts and just start establishing an at-home fitness routine. If that is for you. Um, I mean, I'm all about having a multifaceted fitness routine too. So, I mean, take a group fitness class when you can do an at-home workout class when you can, you know, have a couple different resources to keep it fun and interesting for you. So I definitely think having a plan is important. That's why we created those free workout plans. Um, and then, (laughs) you know, I think finding out, like watch that video, do I have DR or not? Like answering those questions for yourself and just building, uh, if you're, you know, a a more confident postpartum version of yourself, I think, um, and, you know, strength, strength training is a way to do that. Uh, I believe that doing physically hard things makes you mentally tougher too. So,
1: yeah, those are great, great tips. Um, and actually before we... End this conversation. I just want to have a funny observation. You had said early on how most of your followers are women, right? And a lot of moms. So I happened to be walking with a friend the other day and we were talking about our favorite at home workouts. And she said that her husband, I won't say because he may be listening, he does sometimes listen to our podcast, that he has been regularly doing your workouts since the start of COVID. And I don't even think she, the wife, necessarily was the one who, um, introduced him to nourish move love but I don't know if he found it on his own but he does it regularly and so he's like laughs about he's like oh I'm probably like the only guy doing these workouts and he's like fit and shape athletic um but then he kind of walks around the house reciting some of your common phrases like you know the holy bananas and like some of these like mom phrases he's like you know walking around so just remember that you do have some some male followers
0: Yes. And I totally, totally love that. And we even have some workouts that are titled like seven best strength training exercises for women. And I get questions all the time. Can I do this if I'm a guy? And I'm yeah. like, yes. The only reason it says for women is so we can rank higher in Google search. Because if, right. you, search, if you search for women, we are we are the top exercise. So we, we are playing off that and we're doing it for SEO search purposes on Google. But you, all the workouts are totally accessible to men. And I love that guys do them. I love when women rope their husbands in because they're, hard. A lot mm-hmm. of men do heavy strength training, but they don't raise their heart rate in that they don't work on muscular endurance where we're like pairing back to back to back to back exercises because we are getting efficient 30 minute workouts. There's not a lot of rest and recovery. So I think it's awesome. I love that guys do the workouts and I, it's, I think it's awesome.
2: Well, and you could put and men in parentheses in your. (laughs) There we go. Maybe we should add like and men. And maybe (laughs) you'll even grab more people in your Google search results. You never know. There you go. (laughs) Right. Uh, So Lindsay, as we wrap up this conversation, one question we like to ask all our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I think you guys, I love that it's called the art of living well. I think that's something we're all
0: striving for is this like living well. Right. And it's just one big balancing act. So I feel like as a mom, there's times when I feel like I'm I'm crushing my workouts and I'm crushing my work, but my, maybe my family life is slipping and I feel like a bad mom who missed her niece. Like there's moments that pop into my head when I missed my niece's third birthday, because I thought it was that one versus a lot, you know, all these things, like you're always feel like you're failing kind of in one area. Um, So, but ultimately, it comes down to kind of what I named my company, why I did nourish, move, love. I personally believe the art of living well is nourishing your soul with God, God's word and your body with good food, moving your body to create movement in your life, um, and loving yourself and others unconditionally. So that's kind of what it boils down to for me.
1: That's beautiful. That's so perfect. It just summarizes this whole conversation.
2: And, and I love great, it. I love yeah. the name
1: of your business.
2: I do too. I was just going to say, it's a great name and it really, encom- it seems to encompass you. So it fits mm-hmm. very Good. well. Yeah. yeah. It's kind
0: of a mouthful, but you know, we've shortened it to NML. I mean, yeah. yeah.
2: And I it's love great. what you have going on behind you. I keep seeing little pieces of it. If you step aside, I think oh. it says, oh, eat. eat, drink, give thanks. That's really cute. Oh, I've been so trying cute. to see what it says. I keep getting, <laughs> I was getting like little parts of it. Yes. Yeah. We're in the ki- yeah. In the kitchen. That's our little kitchen wall decor. Yeah. Um, anyway, it. thank you so much for coming on our show today. I'm excited to try some of your workouts. Cause I actually haven't. So after this conversation, I'm going to head over to nourish, move, love and sign up. I love Check it. it. I would
0: love to know, Stephanie, you've done one. You said, right. Done
2: I've a done a lot. One. Yeah. What's I've done quick, several. What's your
0: favorite?
2: Oh gosh.
1: Anything with strength, I need a strength workout. And right now I'm just personally in the last year or two haven't been doing a lot of hit. So I love that your workouts, I want, I can easily modify and you make modifications. You, you know, instruct if you don't want to do the jump squats, what you can do. So any of the workouts, I actually love that the ones that don't repeat. So you have quite a few that like, are like, you know, 30 minutes and we're not going to repeat a single movement, maybe just like right side, left side. Yeah. in um, the, you know, some of the unilateral movements. So, yeah. I love it. Probably yeah. I, I, I
0: always love asking people. I'm like, what's your favorite workout? Because it's just, it's different for everybody. So.
1: Yeah. Yes. Excited to do more. Good. All I right. Mean, the best well,
0: workout you can do is one you're actually going to do. So.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> whatever, whatever is going to, you know, motivate you to wake up or step on the mat and get a good workout and be happy. It, yes. It's the one for you. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Have a great day. Thank you guys. Have an awesome rest of your day.
2: Thank you so much for listening to the art of living well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode,
1: please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast Leave us a review and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media.
2: If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the art of living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.